All right, week three. What's up, Larry? What's up, man? This is um, this weekly podcast with you is like the compass to my life now. I don't, I don't want to get too fake deep off top with you, but wow, <laughs> that's that's what I woke up thinking today. Like uh, Sunday, I gotta wake up, obviously at a very late time, because I just showered and it's two p.m. and um, do a podcast with Larry. I mean, it definitely like grounds my week now you know like now i know sunday is uh it's time to do this podcast and then i switch into sunday scaries and then i start my work week the next day but yeah this is like routine happy easter by the way right yeah <laughs> seeing a lot of celebrate? seeing a lot of jesus jokes on twitter that's how i found out <laughs> did you cop any eggs bro uh tie-dye any eggs bro <laughs> no no tie-dye you and anything no, anything Easter no. for you with your family and stuff? Nah, we just um we just chilling. That's like it, literally, eh? literally no Easter plans. Yeah. Do you usually have Easter plans? No. No, not really. Yeah, we just we just kinda um it's a low key holiday, I guess, for us. We, <laughs> what? What? Do we're not like we're not like getting fits off on the gram and like looking for like bunny like eating marshmallow peeps and stuff like that. We don't we don't do that. You're not posting like your Easter Air Force Ones. No, or like my Easter KD twos or what or KD fours. Like, man, I've seen a lot of Easter sneakers like from years past like pop up on the gram lately. Mostly trash. Like, I'm just going to be objective. Like, not great shoes. Yeah. Not a great, not I, a great theme, like, colorway-wise. I don't mind the Easter-themed Air Force Ones. I, I think they released, like, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They're, They're, like, blocked all different pastel colors. Yeah. Color. I, I don't know. They, they, were, they were definitely sitting at outlets. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely an outlet find. So... What's new, man? Actually, hey, before we start, man, I got to promote my own stuff. So I'm doing a podcast with Russ Bankson about the ESPN Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary. So we're going to be recording episodes after each of the 10 episodes airs. So um, just stay tuned for more details. Look look for After the Last Dance. It should be on Apple and Spotify. Nice, bro. You're going to be recording, uh, I guess, April 19th is the first airing of the 10 part mj doc yeah i was kind of i was kind of ripping on people for looking forward to it but now that i'm doing a podcast, and now you're making content yeah now that i'm making content it. i have completely changed my mind i cannot wait for this documentary i'm a what I, lo- what I love is that like um hypocrisy is like not even it doesn't matter like you're just like whatever i'm flip-flop no uh the only true thing is the last thing that you say yeah Legit. I mean, we're, that's what it's like in 2020, for sure. But let, let me plug my own shit, too. Oh, yeah, let's go. Um, we're starting a podcast at work called Staycation. I love it. And uh, we're going to be talking to uh, people in the local or network all over the world, um, seeing how they're getting through quarantine and also, like, beyond quarantine. Uh, we're a travel company, so it's just nice to, like, talk to people about their travel daydreams and things like that. So that should be hitting this week, later this week, something like that. So people should look up Staycation? Local Staycation work? by Localer. 
Yeah. Okay. And are you going to be hosting or are you going to be on certain episodes? What's your role? Um, I'm co-host. Nice. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yo, you know, you know, you know, our podcast has evolved to when we open with promos. Yeah, man. <laughs> it only took next. it only took two weeks. <laughs> Bro, sponsorships next. Yeah, two weeks like, ago, two weeks ago, we we're like, yo, fuck the audience, fuck all this shit. We're just do a speakerphone. Yeah. Now I got call. now I got a mic on the way. I got a mic. <laughs> I got. I even got one of those fuzzy things for the mic, so that like, uh, what do they call it? Like a wind guard or whatever. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty pro now. Speaking of hypocrisy, you know, this is now being rebranded as the most audience-friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? One one good thing to come out of all of this is uh, all those things that we always wanted to do. Start a consistent podcast with our friends or we're like just ramping up real quick because there's like not a lot of um distractions right so we can just be productive in like these um hobbies or pursuits that we always wanted to do no, and i think yeah i think ahead. some people like probably I, I i like like i was like super lazy mode for the first like two weeks of this quarantine stuff where i was like let me just eat and watch tv and like kind of like process this but once I got beyond that, I was like, all right, now it's time to do stuff, right? So I've been, like, more creative than ever these last two weeks. So it feels good. No, it's. I think um, – I honestly can't – it's been years since I've been able to do, like, creative things for myself. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything that I've done, whether it's writing or even podcasts and things like that, it's always been, you know, with companies and obviously to make money and – to just have this space, and I'm sure you feel that way when you start your podcast with Localore or, or doing some of the graphics that you've been doing and things like that. Like, it's just a different feeling when you're able to just do things on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm my own client, right? So that I don't have to make stuff look good for anybody else. Just do whatever I want. As long as um, as long as long you like it, that's all that matters. Yeah, and so it's, it's really uh, liberating to kind of be playing in this space right now and like i've got a lot of creative juices flowing so i'm staying up late every night just drawing stuff for my own fun and uh i don't know how long this is gonna last so i gotta just like you know capture this uh lightning in a bottle right now yeah so let's get to my notes my vaunted notes so so i noticed so you you've been putting a lot golfing in your home in yeah. your backyard yeah we um we bought some like foam golf balls, low flight. They wouldn't hurt anything. So we're putting around the house, like turning the house into a mini golf course. And then in the backyard, like chipping into the front yard or vice versa, like over the house, you know. Um, it's nice to have the space to do it and uh, just finding ways to like make the time fun, um, getting creative with it. And also uh, getting back into golf a little bit, caught the bug. Yeah, what's what's your what's your golfing history? I mean, I used to golf a lot. Like when I was working at, uh, I worked at this agency in Atlanta called Sun and Sons. Uh, it was a branding shop. That's a hard ass name, by the way. Sun and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was uh, nice working there, and my boss Wade, who's still a really good friend of mine, uh, he actually was a mentor of mine when I was in design school, and ended up working at the agency and all that. Um, but he loved golf, and most people at the agency like love their jobs. <laughs> but I loved I loved golfing too, and he kind of like 
took me under his wing and was like, hey, let's go play this course. Let's go play this course. And I wasn't very good, but I learned to love the game and love the like procedure and love the manners and love um, just uh, the time outside, like the chillness, right? So um, that's how I kind of got into the game and played hardcore for like four years straight, went to Abandoned Dunes in Oregon, played like 96 holes in four days, like that kind of crazy stuff. Um, did that Abandoned Dunes trip twice. Um, and then I uh, kind of hurt my back. And so the last few years I've been like kind of taking it easy, but I'm catching the bug again. So the quarantines, I'm getting my uh, form back, getting that swing back. Yeah, my dad's been my dad's been practicing in his backyard every day because for people that don't know, my dad's one of the best golfers in the world. He has his license. He's a he's a golfing instructor. He's been retired for years, and, and this is all he does. He goes golfing seven days a week when the courses are open, and then in what the, a G man. Uh, and then in the, honestly, my dad's a G. And then in the summer, he drives to Florida and has this like timeshare situation with a couple of other guys where they'll just post up at a course and just play for three months during the winter. I mean, he's living. He's he's definitely living. Um, and you know what? All the things that you mentioned too, like it's great exercise for him. Like he is in great shape, all of that stuff. Because Especially he's, when he's, you walk. Yeah, like he, if you walk 9 or 18, it's like you get so much more exercise than if you were to... Uh, be riding around in carts yeah uh, as he's gotten a little older now i think sometimes he'll like alternate and, and do carts but um he's definitely really fit for his age and i've witnessed him hit a hole in one in person he's hit wow. two in his life yeah that's pretty cool yeah no my my dad's a great golfer and i used to i used to golf with him a lot when we used to live a little bit closer and it's just a great way to spend time with people man like four hours out on a nice yeah day. Four hours is like a really intentional um, time you can have in-depth conversations. Uh, and that's probably why a lot of business gets done on the golf course. Because um, you can really get into details of like, or nuance, what you need. Um, so uh, I recommend it. I mean, I know there's like lots of stigma around people who golf and what that means for like progressive-minded uh, folks. And um, I look at myself as someone maybe uh maybe like a, even if you look at um Jacques Slade and other people like who are in the sneaker game that uh really like golf as well and don't really dress like uh to satisfy an old country club head you know um definitely shirts untucked all the time Nike's on uh just a little bit different approach to the game um I'm definitely more in that category and I pride myself on not wearing frumpy clothes on a golf course. You're taking golf back, bro. I'm taking golf back. <laughs> Yo, well, I never had it, but I'm making I'm making it my own thing. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to take one thing back a week. <laughs> <laughs> what did we take back? We took the flag back? We took the flag. I think we took the flag back again last week. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So, so we got to start brainstorming things to take back. <laughs> yeah. Um, herbs of the week. Uh, you you have um it kind of happened earlier this week but there's this whole trend of people like saying that the the term karen was like a uh, derogatory oh yeah and, that was that was ridiculous yeah so like anyone who is like 
thinking that Karen is like uh, shouldn't be said and is on par with some other um, racist slangs like you need to be put in your place. So that's like uh, herb activity. And I, I said something like if I'm going to stop saying Karen, I'm going to need Karen to stop saying Chinese virus. But I know she would never. You know what I mean? That's facts, though. It's facts. Yeah. So there's that. That that's probably my biggest one. I've got a few others, but they kind of get me heated, so I don't really want to. No, let's go do there. it. This this is this is your space. Yeah. Um, you know that is it, is he a comedian or like political? Uh, I don't know personality. Bill Maher. Oh yeah, uh, uh, he's a uh, he's a little bit of both, I guess, or he tries to be a little bit of both. Yeah, so he he went on this like five minute diatribe about. Uh, how Chinese virus is just like facts. It's just like they called it Lyme disease because the location where Lyme disease started, which was like some some town called Lyme in Connecticut and like Spanish flu because it started in Spain or whatever. Right. And he's like, it's just facts. It started in China. So we need to call it the Chinese virus. Right. So uh, he he's a more progressive person, but he was like kind of taking this stance against pc culture uh because like everything's so pc now it's like oh you can't say chinese virus he's like no it's based on location just like everything else so i i think we should say it right um pushing back but he doesn't address that the fact that um people when they hear that especially in this day and age um kind of gives them a free pass to lash out at asians uh anywhere even if they're not even Chinese, even if they're not even from China, right? A lot of us are immigrant children. So like we spend very little time of our lives over there and uh, he doesn't address that. And he wouldn't know how, right? Cause he's never been in our shoes. And I just think that he's just so freaking dumb, just like so many other people who want to just like uh, dig their heels in on something, but not really know what the fuck they're talking about. So, no, that's he's, uh, he's probably my herb, herb of the week. That's straight facts because he's not the one that has to deal with all the hate crimes that are happening across North America right now. Like a few days ago, I saw a video of this Asian lady going out to throw her trash, I think in Brooklyn, and this guy just came up and like threw acid at her face. Yeah. Uh, like these things are actually happening. So, like, when you want to talk about PC culture, that's cool and all, but. You know, yeah, we, we should I don't care stop. about PC. Yeah. I care about my my family. We should probably you know stop. I mean? We should probably stop defending it if it's actually getting people hurt and killed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you you just kind of digging in on the wrong points here, right? He should be kind of, uh, if he really wants to be an ally, he should um, maybe come up with some solutions to this or denounce the attacks. People on... people take stances without anything like behind it, you know. Yeah. And it's easy to when there's no repercussions for yourself. So uh, I, I just think that was super whack. So, yeah. Um, another, herb status. Another herb of the week, again from Georgia, this man, Christopher Paris. I sent you this, <laughs> I sent you this article this morning. I had to read it to, to prep for the podcast. And I, I just started cracking up because he was from Georgia. Uh, look, <laughs> we need a Venn diagram for the herbs right now. It's a full mostly, Georgians. Yeah, mostly Georgians. This man, Christopher Paris, tried to scam the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, 
because he claimed, I believe, that he had PPE, personal protective equipment, like $750 million worth. And he was trying to negotiate a deal for them to buy it. And he got arrested for fraud. Yeah, we... We have this, I think it's from Atlanta specifically, but we just have this reputation of having a lot of scammers here. Is that Um, like an Atlanta specific thing? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's just like ever since I've lived here, you know, scammers are just like a thing, right? And it's it's so brazen of him to even think that like he could scam, (laughs) scam the government. Just... But probably because people have done it before. No, that's wild confidence, though. I kind of respect it. Like, if, if you're going to go for it, you got to go for $750 million. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start, like, start with, like, $1 million, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I would like, settle for two pairs of GR sneakers. If I scam two pairs of GR sneakers, you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> Yo, Nike, send me two pairs of those Air Max 90 sale colorway shoes, man. Those are so clean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still t- I'm still working on um, my friend Nicole who listens to this podcast. Oh yeah, Sh- yeah. Shout- so Nicole, shout, shout out Nicole, man. I'll send, you, I'll send you the product codes if you need. Um, yeah. So what else? Oh yeah, Herb of the Week as well. Uh, myself. So uh, last- hey, you're Herb. <laughs> Yo, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta put yourself out there too, man. So uh, a couple buddies of mine, we organized a, a poker game last night on Poker Stars. Uh, tournament it was super fun i um i had a huge chip lead it was down to heads up and i just uh blew blew four thousand dollars of chips in two hands and lost so i've been on tilt ever since that's oh man yeah so it it brought me back it brought back all those feelings of when i used to gamble in my 20s and, and, and how it sent me spiraling i would say it's not that big of a deal in that it had no repercussions on society what you did no it, you know, it it's just a pride thing. it was an ego yeah it, it it was a dent in my ego and my boy will beat me and he actually recorded the last couple hands and he sent me a compilation of it and he put kanye can't tell me nothing in the back like oh, wait till man. i get my money right and that just sent me on tilt <laughs> <laughs> what an epic roast <laughs> and he has like and he's like not into sneakers, but like he's around me a lot, so he knows about like StockX. So he always makes StockX jokes. Like, okay. so, so he's like, "Oh man, you 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 definitely heading to StockX tonight, bro." And I'm like, "Oh you know wow!" What? And I'm like, "You know what? You're not wrong." I'm gonna I'm gonna get some bids out. <laughs> yeah. Get some bids out. See what happens. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, funny. Yeah. So so those are herbs. What else, man? Oh, I was gonna. I was going to discuss our first fit back strategy. So this is our first um, strategy meeting for our Instagram account, first fit back. Oh, before we get into that, we got to talk about what our quarantine fit is today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you go Real first. Quick. Me first? Okay. Yeah. Um, sneakers. Um, I'm wearing sneakers in the house because it's cold right now. Um, I'm wearing, uh, what are they called? Biotech uh, Air Max 90s. Oh, I thought you'd be rocking your new shoes. Do your new shoes come in yet? Uh, tomorrow. Okay. Nike Nike's been slow with the deliveries, man. Like I th- they had actually. I think I saw you post. Down. I think I saw you post about it. They've been shipping it to different places, right? Yeah, they they shipped um, or they shut down the um, the Memphis distribution plant, which is the one that serves Georgia, yeah. um, because like somebody tested positive for COVID nineteen there. 
Um, and then I think they, they're doing like cleaning the warehouse rigorously and testing everybody or whatever. So I think they're just on a delay. Um, but anyway, I'm wearing Air Max 90 Biotechs, uh, one of each color, because uh, I, I, I bought a pair of one color and my friend KO bought the other pair and we, we switched one shoe. So we got the mismatch of my Biotechs. And then I'm wearing uh, rival brand Puma bathing a soccer shorts and then a Coca-Cola hoodie, red, and an Atlanta Thrashers hat. It's navy blue. That's that's so, one of the go-to Larry uniform fits, man. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be wearing all of this outside of the house, but I'm not seeing anybody today, so <laughs> I'm just kind of clashing. It's fine. Yeah, so um, on feet for me, um, absolutely nothing. I'm just staring at my feet right now. I should probably put some socks on. Um I've got the whole uh, Stussy uniform on today. I got a hoodie from them from an archive sale a few years ago. And these leopard print shorts that I bought a couple weeks ago to support um, a streetwear shop in Ottawa. This is how I frame all my purchases now. I'm supporting. What do you mean? I'm supporting oh, supporting when I'm buying stuff. Because a lot of shops are putting everything on sale now. A lot of crazy sales, bro. It's like 40% off everywhere. Yeah. Oh, speaking of supporting, um, I'm not trying to brag, but it made me feel good to do this. And I think a lot of people are doing this. Um, but like the homie that cuts my hair, he, he really was like trying to come cut my hair this last week. And instead, I just like sent him some money. I was like, yo, I would be spending this anyway normally, but like, I, like don't come over. But here, here's like payment for my haircut anyway. So... I did that. Yeah, I'm I'm supporting the same Chinatown restaurant every week because they've, oh, they've been holding yeah. me down. I didn't get I didn't last week. I think I told you I was gonna order some barbecue pork. You didn't do it. But the one place, man, on Uber Eats, like just an order of the barbecue pork, um, and like that would have came out to like forty five dollars with all the fees. <sighs> Dang, yeah. And I was like, lot, I, and I was like, I really want this, but I'm gonna get it, but I'm gonna feel really shitty, and it's gonna send me on tilt. Like I, I'm gonna be on stock X. <laughs> you already. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna pile it on. Yeah, I went to my place, the barbecue corner too, and I, you know, normally I place my same order I do every week these days. It's like the fourth week in a row where I just like bought like five entrees to like last me throughout a week uh, to snack on or whatever. And um, now they know who I am, and they're out here giving me, like, discounts. And they're like, oh, it came out to, like, this much. And I'm like, I actually said, ay yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, you don't ha- I was like, ay yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm here to, like, pay full price because I know how it is, y'all. Yeah. Y'all can get me after. But they, like, refused. Uh, again, like, Asian humbleness, right? Asian humbleness plus you think they're giving that discount to non-Asians? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Bro. I feel like that's an Asian only kind of like an Asian head nod discount type situation. Asian head nod, yeah, man. Like, bro. A- speaking of the Asian head nod, did you watch um, the Tiger Tail Alan Yang's no. movie so, on Netflix? Um, I still have to watch that. Oh, okay. Well, there's this one scene. I'll be quick. There's this one scene where um, they had just moved to New York. And um, the wife doesn't know anybody in New York. Like, you know, she's from Taiwan. And um, 
she approaches an older lady in the laundromat who also happens to be like Asian or Chinese. And she asks her, uh, like, do you speak Chinese or whatever? And the Asian lady, at first I thought she was going to be like confrontational, but then she turned out to be like really warm and they became friends. And that made me think back on, uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but it just thundered really hard here. But, um, it, it made me think back on my life. Like there've been times when I got the Asian head nod and I will like give it back. And there'd been other times where like, I tried not to make eye contact. Um, <laughs> sometimes now, you don't, sometimes you don't want that situation, right? Yeah. But now I feel kind of like, um, like a dick in the past for, for like maybe like not acknowledging brother or sister, you know, yeah. out there. The, the worst, the worst is when you, think another asian is going to give you that and they don't and then you just have to label them a traitor for life oh man yeah so that's probably happened to me and now i feel bad like i'm gonna be like more warm about that moving forward yeah so that scene scene actually changed the way you're gonna approach your life moving forward a little bit yeah i would say i would say the movie was good too i mean like was it transformational i don't know but like it was it was warm, especially like during these times of like being Asian American and uh, feeling a little bit of animosity may or may not be directed at me when I go out into public. At least I got to see like people that look like me on Netflix on like a major re- release. So that was cool. Yeah, I almost feel like at some point we got to strive for more than that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. More than just being seen. But like like running for president, except not Andrew Yang. Oh my God! Yeah, that man is <laughs> that man's banned from this podcast, man. I might I might learn how to edit a bleep button in every time we mention that. Oh man, triggered! Oh. I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> Yo, that that was a serious triggering moment. But no, I know specific people, and I, I won't name them because it might cost me jobs. But like specific people I've worked with in the sports industry and things, where you're in like social situations and you expect that kind of asian head nod situation and it just doesn't happen because they're just they they, they're just not here for it and it's always disappointing to me every time because i'm kind of like there's so few of us in a lot of the things that we do like we have to support each other we have to like we have to even if you think i'm a herb like you have to i think it depends like i think some people are wired differently right some people see it as yeah we got to band together and i gotta help homie out and the homie's gonna help me out that's the way. And then other people see it as a competition. It's like, well, if you get this benefit, then it's an L for me. And there's only room for one of us here, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's. I think it's just like a tale of two different people, two, two different types of people. Yeah, it's strange because I find that with creatives and I kind of would have thought it would be the opposite but I find like the younger people, like people in their early 20s um, and things like that are more of that non-competitive and kind of support each other type attitude. Yeah. But I always, you know, it surprises me because I just feel like the younger generation would be like, yo, fuck, fuck you older people. Like we don't care about you guys. But I find yeah. it's the older people, the people who are more entrenched, who are always very much about like just holding kind of their ground. Yeah. And like not sharing knowledge and not not being warm about community and things like that yeah it's weird and like i think our generation um maybe is a little bit different in that i think a lot of us because 
we've kind of found our own way and we know how hard it is to get into these spaces that I think we'll always have that kind of welcoming aspect. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's All right, first fit back, bro. What were you saying? Yeah, first fit back. So, um, I think our I think our marketing strategy should be each week, me and you should each reach out to like one person that we know or, or someone whose fits that we really like tell them about this idea and have them submit a fit photo that we'll post on first oh like kind of get it going already yeah kind of you know this is kind of like the prelude um, gotcha in terms of hey like you know we're, we're doing this idea uh, you know if you have a fit pick that you know whether it's kind of like your work from home fit now or what you think your first fit potential first fit could be and then maybe have them write just a little blurb or tell you a little bit about like you know first of all what the fit is or maybe what that fit means yeah. um you know we, we can start posting those and that's how we can start amplifying it and getting it out there yeah and also if anyone's listening and they got a fit they want us to post uh, go ahead and share that you know yeah, our DMs follow, are open. follow first fit back but i know how these things work you have to amplify through kind of different people's channels yeah, so, you gotta get some. Um, you gotta kind of get some uh, influencers. No, straight up, post. we're we're doing yeah, influencer bro. marketing right now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Except we're not paying them anything to no, do this. No, last and week they're not we, getting free sneakers either. Last week we declared influencers dead. We've been declaring so many things dead and taking so many things back. <laughs> no, I've been listening to a lot of um, other people's narratives these days, and a lot of people are talking about that, like the fake ass influencers, like you know. Like I said, like if you're just doing it because of like some some healthcare companies writing you a check to like take a picture in a park with a with a Nutrigrain bar or something like that that that's not going to work anymore. For all brands listening, I'm available for that. Um, the the funny thing with influencers is like I don't I only don't feel bad for the ones who are like always assholes to people, you know. Like, people who are really out there hustling and, and, and just, you know, they are in that space and they've had a lot of their money cut off. Like, I do feel bad for them. But if you've always been, like, a snob and, and just been, like, looked down on people and things like that because of your lifestyle, like, I don't feel bad for those people at all. Yeah. You're getting what you deserve now. You reap re, you reap what you sow. <laughs> yeah. I love how we have a weekly segment of just talking down to influencers. <laughs> <laughs> It's the most hypocritical thing ever. I mean, their ears must be burning right now. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, for all 12 people that are listening to this. You know, it's hilarious because, like, in the, uh, in the Anchor FM app, which is where I use what I use to upload my podcast, I guess I hit enough listeners that I qualify to, like, record a sponsored ad now. Dope. But the problem is when I went to set up the payment, because it's like, oh, for like every thousand listens that you get, you get like 15 bucks or something, probably way less than that. And I was like, yeah. oh, whatever. Like if it's just me reading an ad and I'm literally pumping out like five podcasts a week, I was yeah, like, whatever. like I'll take those 15 bucks and, you know, donate that back to Chinatown. But when I went to set it up, the PayPal stuff or whatever, the payment is U.S. only. Oh dang! Yeah, Put my PayPal in there. I know. There. I'll I'll look into it. I don't know how hard I want to look into it, and I don't even know if I want to do the ads. Um, what are the ads for? So they give you. They're like you have to record a thirty second ad just about like Anchor or okay. about Spotify. Like they give you like things that you can choose. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, 
But yeah. Okay, so there's a few pods I listen to that are their ads right now are Spotify and Anchor ads, and so they're getting like 15 bucks. Yeah, like, but it, or it's 30 of, bucks. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, why not do it? Because it literally doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, man, get that bar- <sighs> offset the barbecue pork costs. Oh man, yeah, honestly, and, and that poker loss, that eleven dollar <laughs> poker loss last night. Um, all right, so. The other segment I wanted to do with you this week, have you seen a lot of these things on Twitter where a lot of people have been just like looking for engagement, like especially in sports, like, oh, who's your four favorite athletes of all time? And then Uh tag four people and stuff. First of all, don't ever tag me in that stuff. Um, Yeah, don't tag me in a push-up challenge either. Not doing it. My homie got so mad at me, bro. I think he's still (laughs) mad at me. You just refused? Yeah, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And then I wrote a haiku about it. You wrote a haiku? You're taking push-ups back? No, like, I'm I was, I, I'm doing this in, uh, Instagram story series of quarantine haikus. And um, I wrote a haiku about, like, don't tag me in the push-up challenge, bro. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and uh, he got mad. These are the types of quarantine beefs, man. I want to know all the quarantine beefs that are happening between homies right now. I mean, you, you, you. Do you have a homie where like you can just tell if they're mad, even if you ain't seen them? Like you just kind of know. Like you just kind of know they're like grumpy. Yeah, yeah. It's like an invisible riff. Yeah, I got one right now. I, I think I'm pretty freaking sure. But, but it'll just go away. Probably because it doesn't like, need to be addressed. Probably won't even see each other for months. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be good or bad for the beef. I don't know. It'll probably just be forgotten, but it's it's funny because I like it, it feels heavy right now. Yeah, no, that's deep. <laughs> as, as I'm speaking, I'm still thinking about first fit back. You know, we could we could probably get to a million followers if we did first brunch back. Oh yeah, I mean that's that that's gonna be our sellout when we when we start doing spinoffs. Yeah, well, when we reach like a hundred thousand followers on first fit back then we'll have like a celebratory brunch that'll really like take it off exponentially yeah uh a hundred followers <laughs> so <laughs> low bars man low bars honestly it's funny like the algorithms are like getting people to follow you it's just how much work you put in and, i know and how, how many followers do we have now on first i think we're, I think we're at 30 check. that's already kind of crazy yeah, but but that's that's it. We need to reach other people's networks. Like we both know how this works. I like how you posted this um, the sidewalk where like that kids like you know I had to do it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and uh, that's the profile pic. That's the fitting. I think yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's like he's not in this version. It's <laughs> no. just the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know, because he's social distancing right now, bro. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. so deep. Exactly. Oh yeah. my god. There's always levels. So. I was talking about those those Twitter engagement things, um, yeah. which I feel like they're great for discussion. It's just like nobody's trying to see like 19 people post your four favorite athletes on Twitter without any context, you know? I know. And then you don't have enough long form to discuss on on Twitter either. So, yeah, uh, like it then, just... then it gets it, then it really sends people. I, I, I always wonder what the I mean, I think I know like what the original when the original person tweets that what their purposes and i guess that's just to get engagement right just just yeah. to get themselves out there because there's certain accounts that like this guy eric alper uh, i think he works in 
music. Like, that's all he does every day. Like, name your five most memorable albums from your childhood. What's five albums you would, like, not be able to live without? Like, every day, every tweet. Yeah. It's just It's a lot. It's like... um, And I'm like, do you have a soul? Like, what's going on? Yeah. It's... Like, I'm already tired thinking about, like, that guy tweeting this stuff every day. Like, exhausting. <laughs> and, like, what's the end goal? What's clout, the end goal? Clout, bro. Clout Mountain. Like, if I'm getting paid five cents per poll, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> like, there has to be an end goal, like, outside of just, I'm the guy. Twitter followers, bro. Who ask questions. But anyways, I thought some of these that I've seen were actually good in a podcast format to do to, All right, to actually talk about. So I think I hit you with a few of these. Actually, I didn't tell you this one. Maybe you can do this off the dome. All right. Um, your most painful sports memory. Oh, come on, man. Already. <laughs> oh man. I don't like talking about it, but um, obviously the Atlanta Falcons losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots in, uh, catastrophic fashion the 28 to 3 where were you where did you watch the game downtown atlanta and my friends had rented out the roof of a sports bar 50 dollars a head we were all in there uh you know free food and drink just having a good old time what was your fit oh man uh i was wearing a backwards snapback uh coca-cola has snapback that said enjoy coca-cola it was like one of the older uh, slogans, but I had been wearing that Coke snapback the entire playoff run. So, so super, I was like, superstitious. Yeah, so I was like, I gotta wear this Coke snapback. Um, and then a Julio Jones throwback jersey, uh, black with the old Falcon logo on the shoulder. Nice. And um, I think just some black jeans and uh, can't remember what the sneakers were, but they were probably red and black of some some sort. Maybe like a Jordan, black toe Jordan one, probably. I think that's what it was. What do you remember specifically from that night? Moments. Uh, I remember like, uh, I forgot who the player was for the Falcons, but pick six on Tom Brady in the first half. And Brady just hitting the ground, like trying to make the tackle. And the Falcons went the other way for the touchdown. And uh, I remember the room exploded. People were just splashing beer everywhere. It was wild. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Um, I remember that. I remember my dad texting me and was like, oh, wow, this game's so amazing. And um, I sent him a selfie. And I was like, we're having the best time. I remember that. And then I remember, like, the game going into overtime. And then I, like, blacked out. I was like, I got to go home. And what's what's that like after, like, days later, weeks after? Oh, we're still feeling it. We're still feeling it, like, years later. Like, anytime, like, the Falcons just dropped new uniforms this week. And, like, you, were a you just look. I like them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I oh, another Herb of the Week are, like, the the detractors. Like, the people that are, like. <laughs> oh, wow, this guy's, this guy's just hating on a whole fan base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, th- these people, like, they, they are just, like, old like their point of view is they're not even buying jerseys, but they got this point of view on like what they think a uniform should look like. And, you know, I tweeted something earlier this week where I think there needs to be a bigger platform for like sports branding and create creativity and style and sneaker culture and all that. But like no more like 
38 to 60 year olds like sounding off on this stuff. I want to hear like what the 14 to 25 year olds have to say. And they need to be having columns. They need to have be having podcasts. They need to have their voice heard because like these are the people buying the stuff, right? These are these are the kids that like care about trend. And so I don't care what like a 50 year old sports blogger from New York has to say about the Atlanta Falcons, New Jersey's like I could not care less. No, that's fair. I'm texting you a vintage Falcons t-shirt that I have saved that I might buy today. Oh, damn. Because you're getting the hype with all this Falcons talk. But anyway, like, um, the oh, that's a good shirt. It's a really good got official the, locker room tee. Got the old logo. Yeah, man. The old logo is cool. Um, but they were never going to go back to it. So I don't know. Like, people are just like, have, they're just... They're just so drunk on some old stuff. Anyway, um, we're still feeling the the pain of that loss. And anytime like the the, the team account tweets something, someone's always in the comments like twenty eight three. I wake up every morning and look at Twitter, and no matter what anyone's talking about, there's always a reference to that. <laughs> this is I like mean, the it, this is like the Warriors blowing the three one lead for Atlanta. Yeah, but this is possibly worse because like the Warriors still have like multiple rings. Yeah, and also uh, you know what made it worse losing to Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh God! And now he's in our now he's in our division. He's gonna be on the Bucks now. But yeah, this man we'll tra- see- oh another herb of the week. This man trademarked Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, like what what are we doing here, man? Yeah, like what Pokemon is that? I actually, I actually respect the homie because I went on Tom Brady's profile and like nowhere is there a mention of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like it's just oh, really? a photo of him, and like uh, I think his his like Twitter bio just says like TB12. Like he knows he's bigger than the Bucks, and like he's just sort of cash a check, brand himself, and then get out of there. Yeah, he's retire. big timing his own squad. Yeah, so I'm looking wow, like what his. A guy. His profile pic is just him in a hoodie, and his uh, his background is just him, Giselle, and the kids, and his Twitter bio just says family and football, and his URL is TB12Sports. I respect that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I when mean, you join a company and you're like, yo, I'm too good for this shit. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't hitting you don't even put the, bio. You don't even put the company's URL on no, your bio. No, Nothing. you're like, I'm just there cashing checks. I respect that yeah. a lot. So it'll yeah. take a championship to make up for that. Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, really, any any sports championship, and we did win the MLS Cup. Uh, Atlanta United did a few years ago, but there's still a lot of people here, especially like the people that grew up with Southern football in the South. You know, like these people, like they will not acknowledge an MLS championship, um, and it, that's just like the DNA of our fan base. So. Uh, it's going to take a Hawks championship or a Bra- another Braves World Series or um, the Falcons got to win one before we can kind of shed this uh, blemish on our sports history. Yeah. But I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, we're sports isn't that serious, right? It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, but but it is serious when, when it gets to championships and things like that, though. It is. I mean, when you win... <laughs> No, because my most painful sports memory was like 2018 when the Raptors played the Cavs and got swept. Oh, I was part of that, right? Because they they, they, they demolished the Hawks too on the way. Yeah, no, I think that was was what, 2016? I'm not talking about the year the Hawks were like real good. I'm talking about they they just beat us in the playoffs. Did they beat them in the first round? 
They always played the Cavs for some reason. Yeah, I was in Cleveland anyway. when LeBron hit one of those game winners in Game Three. Yeah, and just basically ended our season. And uh, oh yeah, and then went to the casino after and lost a bunch of money. Somehow the casino is always involved in all of my stories. <laughs> this is becoming a problem. Um, so, what about your four favorite Atlanta athletes of all time? Oh, okay. Well. A lot of people talk about like what the Mount Rushmore is yep. for Atlanta, um, and it, there's a big debate on like current versus all time. And I'm just gonna go with like what what is most immediately accessible in my brain. All right, I'm not gonna like um, I'm not gonna be like, well, it should be. Chipper Jones and not Ronald Acuna Jr. That's like, it's too much analysis. So what I'm going to say is Deion Sanders, uh, he played for the Falcons and the Braves. He had a signature shoe. Um, he brought a lot of attention and swag to Atlanta. So checks the box for like both of those teams. Um, I would say Joseph Martinez for Atlanta United. He loves the city. He helped bring a championship here. He re-signed to stay here long-term because he wants to be here, not because he wants to – like he's been recruited to go back to play in Europe, but he doesn't want to. He wants to be here. So one of and, those athletes who really like actually fell in love with the city and is connected yeah. to it. So like I love that guy. Anytime he like – he like tore his ACL, right? And then like he had surgery and he posted a video and he's like, hey, I'm good. Thank you for your love, Atlanta, all that stuff. Anytime I see him, I like want to cry. He's like – so awesome he's so kind to the city and the city loves him back so i would say him um i would say for like a hawk in immediate memory i would probably pick i like trey young right now but he still needs to like win stuff like maybe win horse tonight <laughs> oh yes <yeah. laughs> we'll i, I, I won't that. be watching that good luck yeah yeah um but uh i would say a, a hawk that i that was part of that um, 60 win season that I just admire so much was Paul Millsap because he just worked very hard and uh, was double doubles every night and just put his head down at work. He didn't talk much. And I thought he was a good leader in that way, especially for a team that was just all like, um, like lunch pail type dudes. So I thought, I thought Paul Millsap was a good leader. Was that three? Was yeah. That three now? Who's the fourth one? I thought you were going to say Kyle Korver because I know you're a big Korver guy. Oh, I love Kyle Korver. And the Korver family. They've, I've, I've, been, I've known the different Korver brothers in different capacities, and they've always been so kind to me. It's just like just a nice family. And um, I don't know. Who would be the fourth? I thought I had one. But, you, can, but you can pick another Atlanta Hawk. You're a big Hawks guy. Yeah, I guess I'd say like Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, they got a statue for him out out front. <laughs> what um, I was gonna ask you, what's it been like? Obviously, like Vince was there for like the end of his career there. Yeah, last two seasons. Yeah, what was that like to have Vince there? Like, like how did how does the Atlanta fan base look at that, or do they care at all? Oh yeah, every time he checked into the game, it was like standing ovation. Um, and I thought that that was cool considering we had a young team. What was we weren't winning much yet, and so you you go to the game to see Trey Young, 
but then when Vince Carter checks in, then you're like, oh, that's awesome. I get to see like a legend play tonight. And so that was like bonus and a lot of respect. I mean, everyone loves Vince. Yeah. As you know. That first game back for, for everyone. First arena. First arena back. <laughs> that's no, but have you thought about like, you know, the first time you're going to be in that arena again, like, you know, probably won't be for another 18 months, but it'll be, yeah. it's going to give everyone chills. I'm going to be so hyped to be there. Every I'm, game, I'm so every hyped. game in every arena is going to feel like the NBA finals, that first game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing it now. It's like giving me chills. Yeah. I'm like, I really can't wait to like see the ladies that work the concession stand that I always go to and, you know, buy beer from them. Like, yeah. Or your first I, tailgate. Or my first tailgate, yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, there's just like, obviously, I've said this before. I don't know if it's on this podcast or another one, but I, I, obviously, I care about winning and losing, but I care about the community more. I care about like being amongst citizens of my city and all like kind of unifying over a cause. And like, it's really cool when everyone wears the colors cool feeling so i miss that more more than the actual games themselves yeah that first high five that first dap also although dr fauci said this week that we should probably not shake hands ever again so what are we gonna do man elbow Uh, daps i saw i saw someone draw like a cartoon of just like like a leg shake (laughs) (laughs) like like just two people kind of like chung lee just like Jockey. Or everyone's going to get really good at the Asian acknowledgement nod. Yeah, just the acknowledgement. Yeah. No, the handshake oh. can't go away, man. I mean... I mean, if it has to, it has to. It's... I mean, like, do you really think that, like, a bunch of dudes, when they're done playing around at golf, aren't going to shake hands? Yeah. No, it's not, it's not going to go away. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make handshakes our own. We're going to take that back as well. Taking handshakes back, Fauci. That's what we're Although doing I, this week. I like Fauci. I think he's been like uh he's been doing a great job. He's like, trying his best, man. He's in a tough spot. Imagine yeah, having just, imagine having to meet with those dudes at the White House every day. Yeah. Given the circumstances, he's doing a great job. And does he sleep? Because like I see him on at all hours of the day, like doing This man's on CNN at night and then he's yeah. like doing podcasts in the morning. Yeah, man. He he really cares. He shout does. out no shout out to him but he's probably like at, at the level where he just delegates his work right yeah probably like people are just dropping off reports for him and the interns yep. do this bro straight up agency bro. life um <laughs> <laughs> the last one for you is the four best logos i think we we're gonna say four best logos in basketball right uh, okay well i'm biased i think the atlanta hawks logo is um really great the the actual like bird symbol yeah. Um, I like the I, well, hawk when it was like in the 90s. like when The spread wings? Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that one was like a full-on illustration. Um, what I like about the current logo is that you can scale this down to like 25 by 25 pixels and you'll still know what it is. Um, the guy who designed the original Hawks logo that has been sort of modified to what it is present day, but not that much. Um, his name is Bob Wages, and he also designed the Atlanta Flames logo and a few other like iconic Atlanta things. 
And um, he always uses that thick line weight. And it's always just this like iconic thing. And it scales well. You always know what it is. So I think that the Atlanta Hawks logo holds up. Um, I really like um, Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, classic. Classic. I'm not a fan of Skylines usually, but that logo in itself is just so iconic. Um, so those two, and then I think the Chicago Bulls just have one that you've just seen a million times and you can picture it in your head. Like it's just one of those logos that like took the leap to like greatest of all time, just because of like the association that it had with MJ. I like that. And then, um, another one I would, I don't like this team, but I think they have a great logo, the Miami Heat. The Heat do have a great logo. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just um flamey flaming basketball going through a hoop. Like you just know what it is. And uh I love that. So that's four. What about you? Oh man. Let me think. Um you know, I'm gonna be biased too and put the Raptors. Go for just it. The OG Raptor. Raptors or old OG Raptors? Raptor dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Um and if I do that, you know what? I'll put the Grizzlies on there too, man. The Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, I just thought both of those were just very 90s. Um, you know what? The Orlando Magic, like the original logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought Pretty like good. really hit the themes of, of what they were going for. And I guess I got to pick a classic one. I mean, 90s had some really great stuff, man. Yeah. I might even go with the with the spread. The, the the Atlanta Hawks from the nineties, spread wings. The yeah. spread wings, man. Every time I see that logo, I'm like, yeah, I need some merch. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I I love the Matumbo era spread wings. Those and are then, so good, and the jerseys were great too. Yeah, like when you know the Joe Johnson era Hawks when they went like red, white, and blue kind of. Yeah. That logo was still their primary logo and it was on the court but they just like recolored it to a red white and blue spread wings hawk but it appeared nowhere on the uniforms so there was kind of a disconnect there it's like why do we why do we have this thing yeah there's some logos that people always hype up that i feel like are overrated like the like the denver nuggets like rainbow that one's pretty good era Um, i don't know it just never hit with me didn't hit yeah, I mean, it's probably because, like, the Nuggets, like, have never been, like, really that cool, right? Yeah, or, like, other logos, because it's, like, when you mentioned the Bulls, I was like, yeah, of course the Bulls. But the Bulls is one of those things where you've seen so many times that you just kind of take it for granted. Yeah, it's repetition. Yeah. Same with the Charlotte Hornets, too. Like, if I'm seeing that for the first time, I'm like, this is fire, but I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Old hat. Well, I would say like the old Hornets was way cooler. Like the yeah, yeah I'm talking about like, the old Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. I don't think any of the current ones are that fire right now. Yeah, they're all corporatized a little bit. Yeah, it is what it is. It works for like TV, like the scoreboards and things like that, like all these things. And then like they're optimized for merch. You yeah. love merch. No, I, I do love merch. I'm making a <laughs> note to look up these Atlanta Hawks. I might try to find a Hawks hat spread or something. Wings. I got a Spread Wings Atlanta Hawks uh, Christian Leitner champion jersey. Oh, that's so sick. So niche. That's a Coachella fit. Oh, what size is it? 44? 
Yeah, I think so. Oh man, that's my size, bro. Um... <laughs> I'll send it your way. I'll send it your way. Gonna, He's, remember when uh, you sent me a Paul Millsap jersey because I love Paul Millsap. Yeah, so it's a jazz one, I think. Yeah, I still got that. Yeah, when when I when I go through my storage again, I'll see what else I can dig up. I have some. I have a lot of Kyle Korver Cavs stuff for some reason. What? For was, real? Yeah, when I was in Cleveland, like before I left, um, before I went back home, like they just put a bunch of stuff on discount at the team store. So I just picked up like a lot of their championship tees um, from like 2017, I guess, or whatever year they won. Yeah. Um, and I have like a Kyle Korver like jersey. <laughs> All right. Send it your, send it your way, bro. Oh, yeah. Send shout it. out to Kyle. What, man. what are teams that you cannot rock in Atlanta, like rivals? Dude, okay, so like we're transient cities, so people just wear whatever they want. Man. So there's like, no, so there's no like, cause in Toronto, especially with baseball, like I get a lot of heat for wearing the Yankees hat. Yeah. Um, just cause they're in the same division, all of that stuff. Um, I mean, the Yankee fitted is just like it transcends baseball, bro. Yeah, it it it's it's kind of like universally accepted, especially like I would say in hip hop too, right? And so like. People wear Yankee fitteds all the time down here. Yeah. So, um, but they wear Atlanta fitteds too, like the A. You know that you know that hat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But, so there's so, no so, so there's no teams where it's like faux pas, or whatever. To like, oh, you can't wear that around. And I mean, like, people I, will give you grief. I definitely give people side eye. Yeah. Like, don't don't roll up here in like Packers jersey. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, who like, are the Falcons' biggest? I guess it's the Saints. Is it the New Orleans? Saints? Oh yeah, Saints. But we have a lot of Saints fans that live here, and it's cool. I mean, they <laughs> gotta go to their own bar. Yeah, you know? like they, like they. You is know, it, you know, is Sa- it, is it like Saints the... fans are wild, bro. Yeah, Saints fans. Saints and, fans are a whole different breed of like fans. And Falcons fans aren't like. What are Falcons fans known for? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like we're. <laughs> We we haven't won a Super Bowl, so I have nothing to say. Yeah, but but we're here. I mean, but but Saints fans love. I mean, they they love just coming here. They don't even speak uh, like a language anyone can understand. They just see it, yell stuff. They're just on another level. Eh? Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. seem like the type that would wait for a sloth sandwich. Oh no, they would not wait for a sloth sandwich. Well, you got to explain the sloth sandwich. We already. I think we already did. Or was that no, on the deleted? That was version? on the. Yeah, it was on the deleted pod. Yeah, so we went to watch a soccer game in Atlanta. Atlanta United. Who did they play? I, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you was don't it like either. Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Toronto. Um, know. But no, it was LA. It was it was LA. It was the Galaxy. Was it Galaxy? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. some of the players sat. And then we went to the game, and then afterwards, Larry took me. What is this place called? Elliott Street Pub. Yeah, very famous hangout. And we ordered two sandwiches, and they were delicious. Except uh, we were sitting like right by the bar, looking into the kitchen, and basically watching the man put together the sandwich. And it took him like twenty minutes, legit, to do two sandwiches. People say twenty minutes. When they say twenty minutes in the story, they mean five. Like this really took twenty. Like at one point, the sandwiches were done, but we just couldn't reach it. Yeah, they were just sitting there, and then like the bar was like so busy. <laughs> That the bar the bartender whose job was to go grab the sandwiches like she couldn't it wasn't within her line of sight and we were just out of range to like do one of those where we could just grab it ourselves yeah and so it was just like it just took forever I mean like the the dudes that 
I love that place. But the dudes that are back there making the sandwiches, they are sloths. They are so slow. Um, it's a great sandwich. They're, they're probably hot, so high too. So, like, they like pick up a piece of bread and then they like stare at it. <laughs> and then they'll go and like grab like the mustard and then like kind of slowly put it on, like so slow. Yeah, it's such a process. Great sandwich so, though. Great sandwich. I think I devoured mine in like three minutes flat. First sandwich back, bro. First sandwich back. <laughs> I think you should make a graphic of first things back. Or did you already do that? You did. Something like Make a first, what? Like a graphic for people on IG. Oh, like yeah. First, well, we like, do. You did yeah. like a five places in Atlanta, right? Yeah, for five like local businesses that we can't wait to support. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, oh, that was cool. Yeah, man. That 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 reached like um I I saw the numbers the other day, like two point two million impressions. Oh that's, that's pretty good, good right? Yeah. For some reason, I like those a lot on Instagram than on Twitter. You know how we just talked about like people do like engagement stuff on Twitter. I just feel like it yeah. plays better on Instagram. Well, Instagram allows you to kind of like go draw and like type stuff. It's more like an activity worksheet, whereas with Twitter is like, come on, man, I just need to get a quick. Jo- I need to read jokes quickly and I need to get jokes off quickly. Like, it's not a place for like dwelling on like one thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's not a place for like here, learn about me personally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, do you ever um, see someone who's like, oh, I, I really need to explain this topic, and then they, like, thread. And you're like, oh, dang, how long is this thread? And you have to expand it, and, like, you scroll all the way down to see how long it really is before you start reading it. <laughs> yeah, I will say I love a good thread, though. Like, like when when a thread is good. Yeah, it depends it's like, on who it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is always... Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah, man. I think we're, I think we're hitting our stride here. We did an hour again. I thought this was like 30 minutes. (laughs) We need to come up, we need to come up with like one more segment and then we'll be solid. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we were going to talk about like what sneakers we were going to un-DS this week, but I didn't do any. Oh yeah. I'm sure you didn't either. I got to clean up my place a little bit, man. But yeah. we'll we'll figure that out. Let's um, let's each try to find one person for first fit back this week. Okay, we'll do that, and then um, we can talk offline about the um, herb of the week crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, Just we'll, making content, man. No, I love it. Uh, yeah, we'll chat about it, Larry. We'll catch up again next week. Uh, three weeks in, man. We're doing it. Content kings, we out here. All right, man. I will. Uh, I'll chat with you soon. Okay. Bye, Alex. I see. It.